you're listening to the Worcester Observer Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer Podcast. I'm your host Rob George and I'm flying solo this week as Claire is away on what it sounds to be a very exciting assignment in Switzerland no less. She's not got the coronavirus, don't worry, and I do hope it's the same for you also. Uh, remember, wash your hands, um, sneeze into a handkerchief and dispose of it or a paper towel and dispose of it straight away and keep healthy. We're going to take you through some of the, uh, well I'm, I'm going to take you through some of the stories that I'm on my own all by myself. No, I won't sing because that will put people off uh, completely. Uh, I'm going to take you through some of the stories you'll be seeing on WorcesterObserver.co.uk and in the paper which is out today, Wednesday as we record this and first of all we're going to start off with the front page and the front Leading story on uh, WorcesterObserver.co.uk today on Wednesday, which is armed police evacuated two businesses close to Blackpool in Worcester yesterday after a shot was allegedly fired at a police officer after a car failed to stop the car, caused substantial damage to a number of cars and metal railings on Cosgrove close near to the Blackpool Road and Lidl and McDonald's were also searched by armed police officers. That's armed police officers on the streets of Worcester who would have thought it? Three men have been detained and being questioned, so this is an ongoing story, so do keep in touch with us at worcesterobserver.co.uk for the, all the very latest on what's sure to be an ongoing issue. Another sad story is a woman was also found dead uh, in an unrelated story in a property in Dines Green yesterday morning. Police received a call at 8am yesterday morning, that's Tuesday, uh, to concerns of the welfare for the woman, but when they arrived, a 41-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. Her death is not being treated as suspicious, and the coroner has been informed. On happier news, uh, there's a permanent sign now at Pitmaston Park to commemorate the start of Sunday League football in 1968, but it was the idea of Barry Potter, and it was formed... And it was funded, sorry, by uh, Councillor Alan Amos, the ward councillor for Bedwardine, a permanent sign to mark the founding of Pitmaston FC in 1968. It's a great picture full of youngsters as well, young footballers uh, with footballs coming home and damn right too. Damn it, so, so it should indeed. But there is no doubt to be the most exciting story and the most... Uh, engrossing story and the most colourful story that you're going to see on WorcesterObserver.co.uk and in the paper and on our social media channels of course is that is a parade of very colourful elephants will march into Worcester next summer for the city's second spectacular public arts trial. That's right, St Richard's Hospice, the clever people at St Richard's Hospice, not to be outdone by the giraffes uh, of last year. Now last year it seems like such an age away but it was last year not to be outdone by that, they've gone away, they've gone back to the zoo, and they've thought, what else can we make colourful and as a great addition? And they've come up with, quite simply, a stunning idea. Elephants. Colourful elephants. If you've been there, I don't need to go into detail about this trail, because everyone saw it in Worcester. These colourful giraffes of last year, well, they're going to be replaced by colourful elephants. It's a fantastic idea. Uh, it's the follow-up to last year's event, Worcester Stands Tall, of course, which saw giraffe sculptures displayed for 10 weeks, uh, which raised a staggering £210,000 for the hospice. Now, 
that might seem not an insignificant sum, it's not millions after all, but that 210,000 I know made such a difference to the team at Wildwood Drive. At least 30 elephant sculptures will form the Free Art Trail, which is going to... I know, and I'm getting well ahead of myself here, because 2021, but get these in your diary, Saturday, July the 10th, to Sunday, September the 5th. So Worcester will be full of elephants. What they're going to make of the flooding, hopefully there won't be any um, next summer, but if they have, we've got elephants to suck up all the water in their trunks. Um... Sculptures will be sponsored again by businesses and brought to life with designs created by artists from Worcestershire and beyond. It is a fabulous story. It's a fabulous idea. And any one of you that have listened to the podcast before know how much I wax lyrical upon lyrical upon lyrical about Worcester Stands Tour last year. My five-year-old son, Jacob, enjoyed it immensely. And there was an immense amount of jumping the shark for me when I was writing this story because I was looking through pictures of my son posing by the giraffes last year and at one point he's holding his uh, cuddly elephant buttons um, so it sort of jumped the shark, I don't know whether he was the trendsetter and he gave them the idea uh, if St Richard's Hospice are listening do let us know but my little boy loves elephants so I, I can't wait to take him to the city next year to have a look at these colourful elephants, there's already two in um, circulation there's one of them is Kushi, I think that's pronounced C K H U S H E. So I think it's Kushi. If I'm wrong, do please do correct me. Uh, Kushi the elephant, and of course Sundra as well uh, is the bigger elephant. They're already uh, up and running, so to speak. But they will be joined by lots and lots of friends next summer to raise money for a fantastic, fantastic. Uh, cause in St Richard's Hospice. If you want to find out more information, the team are already got a website, they're already up and running. Do visit Worcestershire, Worcester's Big Parade. That's Big Parade, Worcester's Big Parade, all one word, all lowercase, .co.uk. All the information's on there. It's a great website already. The team are up and running with what is going to be a terrific, terrific idea. And um, we've got to talk about floods. Um, sorry, but uh, we know the water level is coming down, although as we are recording this, there is fears that the river levels will increase again because of the heavy rain over mid-Wales over Monday evening and Tuesday morning. But council chiefs have asked city res- residents not to go onto the riverside until all the paths have cleared. Um, they're out and work busy trying to get all the rubbish and the debris left by the floods as they came up and over the top of Worcester's beautiful riverside pathways, but there's a load and load of mud. Uh, In some places, it's halfway up a Wellington boot uh, deep, certainly on the Bromwich Road. So do uh, pay attention. Do Please do listen to what the council are asking of you, and hopefully they will be cleared soon, and hopefully, fingers crossed, the water will just pass through Worcester as quick as it can and uh, hopefully we're not inundated with more flooding because it has been a nightmare. And spring, I don't know about you, but I think spring may be around the corner. Certainly I have not put my woolly hat on the last two mornings. Uh, it seemed a lot more milder. And uh, isn't it great as well, just as a aside, isn't it great to be leaving work? Um, if you, Those of you who work till 5.30 making the commute home, you might be listening to this. Isn't it great to do it in the daylight? Just something much more nicer about leaving work in daylight or at least dusk and not leaving in complete darkness 
what else can we tell you about this week? Um, the support for Worcester Food Bank is stacking up with the help of a generous donation from a local building company. A surge in the donations uh, from the community has helped the charity cope with a record rise in referrals in recent months, but it left volunteers running short of actual space to store the supplies. This is, I suppose, the problem for charities such as the food bank. Uh, if people donate, that's great, but if people donate too much, they've got to run out uh, room to, to store the supplies. But that is until the Hereford and Worcestershire Chamber of Commerce put the food bank in touch with Kidderminster-based building contractors Hannafin, who have a track record of helping good causes. One of the warehouses, uh, one visit to the charity warehouse was enough to convince the 20-year-old business to donate a range of storage units, shelving a pallet truck to make it easier. So, Brilliant. Thank you to Hannah Finn and well done to Hannah Finn for doing a little bit for charity as well and helping the food bank do a wonderful, wonderful uh, job. Now, as we're recording this, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, is about to announce his budget. Well, I say that, I think it was about 12 o'clock and I'm recording this, I think about quarter past 11. I've lost track of time, to be honest with you. And um, he's expected to announce billions of pounds of funding for flood defences, uh, which on the surface, to me, looks uh, the actions of a very responsible government. And I do applaud the funding, and I'm not criticising it in the slightest. Because the cash is estimated to protect 336,000 homes in England and allow 2,000 new flood and coastal defences to be built, something we desperately need here in Worcester. But the only question I've got to you, and I'd be interested in your thoughts, do email me, editor at worcesterobserver.co.uk, are more flood defences necessarily the answer? We can build more and more, but if the amount of water breaches them, then what use is that protection? Then ask the residents of Budley, excellent flood defences that have done a terrific job and I am sure have saved thousands of pounds uh, in damages of businesses. But the flooding is so extensive and was so deep in some areas, it was coming over the top of the barriers. So surely uh, we can spend the money identifying ways to become more flood resilient. Are there weak spots on our rivers? Is there a particular weak spot that sees the water build up? Can we do something to streamline it? Yes, flood defences could be the answer, of course, but are there weak are there weak spots? And, of course, dredging of our rivers as well. I mean, I'm fully expecting the next few days to have a press release to say the Worcester Bridge is going to be closed, because they've got to get all the debris out from underneath the bridge. And there's debris that's washed down the river. Surely we need to actually get into the rivers and see if there's anything holding back these fast-flowing and very dangerous rivers from actually pushing the water down quicker. Um, And why not spend money dredging? A little bit of dredging surely may, may, may make a difference, it may not, but it's the 21st century. We've got a lot of intelligent people, more intelligent people than I, working in the Environment Agency, um, maybe we should look at being more flood resilient because, as we know, the problem is here to stay. You know, these aren't just rare flooding. You know, they're going to be more of a common occurrence because we're going to get more and more winter storms. So let's get ahead of the curve a little bit. Anyway, I'll be interested in your thoughts. Do let us know um, whether clever investment... If you agree with me that clever investment now could reduce our problems in the future. That's me just having an opinion. I need to have an opinion because Claire's not here to see to bounce off. We can't have a good old chin wag and put the world to rights as normal. Uh, What we are going to do is take a short break and after that I'm going to come back with a little bit of sport for you.
and welcome back to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George, flying solo as Claire's on assignment, on a very exciting assignment in Switzerland. I hope she'll be back with us next week to chew the fat on all things from the faithful city. We're going to do a little bit of sport now. Um, Not a lot going on because uh, of the weather. Uh, Worcester City, for example, um, played their first game for nearly a month on Saturday with a 2-1 win at AFC Wolfronians. They were due to play last night, Tuesday, and it was postponed again. Um, if you, I can, if I can point you in the direction of Worcester City's excellent website, WorcesterCityFC.org, do take a look at their fixture list. They've got eleven games now between now and April the twenty fifth, unless the season's extended. Uh, do feel sorry for Ash Vincent and the boys. They're going to be playing a lot of games in a very short space of time. So next time you hear the Premier League overpaid prima donnas moan about fixture congestion think about the lads at Worcester City's level uh, there is one week indeed in June and this I flagged you up early do take a look at the fixture list there are three games at the Victoria ground within four days Tuesday Thursday Saturday that's actually five days um, but Tuesday Thursday and Saturday they are scheduled to play three home games in five days great chance to get over to Bromsgrove and to get over to Bromsgrove sorry I lost my voice then um, to show your support to the lads uh, but all the best to uh, Ash Vincent and the boys because it is not going to be an easy task for the rest of the season but one thing I did want to flag up in the sport uh, you know my thoughts on the 100 um, any one of you that read my copy will show that I don't really th- think it's a very good idea and um, I'm not the only one apparently because uh, Worcestershire Cricket Club's chairman, Fanos Hira, has cast doubt on the ECB's claims of a seven-figure cash boost for counties such as the Bears from the controversial introduction of 100. Now, I'll catch you up and won't bore you too much, but um, uh, Edgebaston, as we know, is hosting the Birmingham Phoenix franchise, New Road. He's getting a couple of women's games, but uh, it's all been played up the road, um, at them lot up the road's ground, rather than the picturesque, albeit flooded, New Road. Um, but clubs that missed out on hosting um, the, the new franchises were told by the ECB when it was uh, first conceived that they could expect an additional income of £1.3 million a year via the competition, which has been shoehorned into an already congested summer calendar. But in his annual, annual report to members, uh, Fanos Hira has actually said the new tournament will not determine financial success for cricket as been portrayed, but it will be as a merely a possible contributor. Um, he doesn't reckon that the, econ- the economies will meet that and he doesn't men- reckon that the tournament will generate £1.3 million a year for each county in the four-year spell that, um, that the ECB referred to between 2020 and 2024. I love your thoughts on the 100. As a cricket fan of many years, I don't like it. I don't think it's a very good idea and I think all the money that the ECB have invested in it should be going into promoting what's already there. The blast works. One look at finals day. I've been there at finals day at Edgebuston in a press box from 11 o'clock in the morning till nearly 11 o'clock at night. It's full. Full of families, full of young people, full of older people, full of everyone from all across the communities. Cricket's there. It just needs the money that we've got promoting what we've already got. It doesn't need a new tournament added in, tiring the players out even further. But anyway, we're back n- same time next week. Hopefully, I'll have Claire with me as well so we can chew the fire. Goodness knows what will happen next week. If you're out there, stay well, stay safe. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've got any thoughts, do get in touch with me, editor 
at worcesterobserver.co.uk. And because she's not here this week, do give the Facebook page a mention um, because uh, we need to get back ahead of the Instagram uh, page because, as you know, we're having a competition. And I'm going to take advantage of the fact she's not here to say Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. But until then, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Rob George. I think we're done here. Bye-bye.